Hello, everybody. Uh, Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. I hope everybody is having a great week. We are all the way uh, through the week. We're at Thursday now, and uh, the week started with its own challenges. The week started with its own anticipations, hopes, aspirations. And some of us have had smooth sailing. Others, uh, others of, uh, of us have had challenges. Some of us have had setbacks. And what I want to tell you is if you're still breathing, you're still in the fight. That's a common theme with me. That's something I've had to remind myself of over and over again, that it's not always going to be what you want it to be. It's not going to always look like you want it to look. It's not going to always present in the time frame that you desire for it to present. Your goal is to stay focused. Your goal is to stay fixated on the outcome. Your goal is to make up in your mind that no matter what, I will not quit. And before I get into the day, today's thing, I want to tell you, uh, I'm not going to make any specific offer today. But what I am going to do is I'm going to point you to a link. We at Rick Wallace Enterprises, along with all of my all of its subsidiaries, uh, has uh, aligned with Linktree. Real neat little uh, app that allows us to put all of our high performing programs, resources and things into one location. You click that link and you go there and everything's there. You can literally scroll and look for what you want to across different asset uh, uh, boards. So it's not just from one company. It's from what is what we're doing. Even my bio is in there. So if you want to learn a little bit more about your boy and, and, and you know, how I got from A to Z, Go in there, click the bio link, check that out. But it's something in there for you. It's something in there that can bless you. It's something in there that you can take with you. I'll remind you of it at the end. But normally I'll talk about some things we got. And we got some awesome things happening right now. Those are in there. You can find the one you want. I'm not going to push any particular one today. Uh, I'm just going to talk to you about something and hopefully get you uh, inspired to move forward. Remember, we are at day nine of December uh december and that means we have what 22 days am i doing my math correctly 22 days left uh in the month uh and then we're moving into a new year don't go into 2022 the way you've moved in 2021 i don't care what happened i don't care how great it was never accept your current state as your best always strive to raise the level of your performance I always strive to go to newer heights on that note look i'm going to get out of here uh and get to what i really want to talk to you about uh look one of the things that uh, i try to instill in my clients one of the things that i really try to focus on is the importance of mental toughness uh, one of the things that we lack is mental toughness. One of the things that we lack is mental fortitude. We want things to happen, but if they don't happen, we simply do not have the fortitude to push through. We don't have the intensity of intention and purpose to push us to uh, through to higher heights and to the things we say we desire. We want them, but we are not willing to fight for them. And I want to talk to you about that. Uh, there's there's a, a scripture in, in the Bible that I absolutely love because I see it play out in my work. I know the truth behind it scientifically. It says, without dreams or where there are no dreams and visions, the people perish. And that has a, a, a multi-level meaning, but at the end of the day, without vision, uh, 
you lose hope without vision you lose a sense of direction without vision you are normally vulnerable to uh schemes and machinations and machinations of things that are being aimed at you without a vision you have no way to measure your steps you have nothing that drives you and so where there are no dreams people perish what i can tell you is this if you have a vision, if you have a dream, if you have something that you have accepted as your purpose, your destiny, your line in life, something that you aspire to, whether you believe it was your innate, inherent destiny, something God planted it, planted it you uh, before you were even born, or if you believe it's just something you see in your life that you absolutely have to have and you're not going to let go of it, you can't shake it, it won't leave you alone. You know what I'm talking about, that thing that you may have never touched it but you know it's there and you've got to touch it. It's somewhere out there, but you haven't gotten to it yet. That thing, let me tell you something, write it down, get as many images of it as you can uh, and, and, and create a vision board. But let me tell you something, if that dream is big enough, it will pull you through some of the darkest moments. It will give you a sense of purpose. It will drive you, it will push you. It will be the reasoning behind why you simply can't quit. Now, here's the thing. When I look at and people say, why is it that only roughly three to four at the most five percent of the population excel? We're not talking about simply existing. We're not talking about average. We're not talking about mediocre. We're talking about people that if you look at them, what they've accomplished in this life is above average. Why are we looking at only six people per performing at what I believe everybody has the capacity to do? It doesn't matter where you start. It's what you do with what you have that gets you the momentum that allows you to build the confidence that will take you any place. I know too many people that started for absolutely nothing. I know too many people who have excelled who were born to uh, addicts as parents. I know people who have come out of absolute extreme poverty and step by step built financial empires. So it's not where you start. It's not the hand you dealt. It's what you take out of what you've given and do something with. So at the end of the day, it's never going to be anybody else's fault that you don't have what you should have. It's going to be yours. It's going to be, did you take uh, advantage of the opportunities when they present themselves? And opportunities present themselves to those who are seeking them first. But even for the one who isn't seeking, there's going to be opportunity. Somebody's going to say, man, look, this is happening. Or, hey, girl, did you hear this? This is going on. You and, and, and you're either going to say, you know what? I'm tired of being here. I'm tired of going through this. I'm tired of sitting in this one place. You know what? I'm going to try it. I don't know what's coming out, but I'm going to go give it my best. Or you're going to sit up and say, yeah, everybody tried that. It, it doesn't work, man. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. It, you, you, you're going to either take the narrative that somebody gave you, are you going to give so much power to your current situation? Or are you going to sit up and say, I'm not locked into anything I don't want to be locked into. I'm going and get it. Those are going to be your options and you're going to deter. But if you have a vision, if it's clear, it's going to take you places that you never imagined, but you're going to have to be so clear and committed to it. The first, and here's the thing. The reason that people ask me, why is it that only 5% are excelling? Because most people haven't made losing painful. Most people have found a way to rationalize and reason and reframe and recontextualize their losses, their failures. See, I, I don't have a problem with people who fail. I have a problem with people who are okay with failing and who see failure as a place to camp out. See, I fail because I strive so hard. I fail because I set the bar so high. I fail because I don't sit around and play easy. 
So, but I also made failing in pain. Pain. I made also made failure and losing painful. I can't stand it. I hate it. So when it happens, it drives me to be better. I literally knowing that I didn't win will wake me up early the next day. <clears throat> knowing that I didn't succeed at something when I thought I should have that day wakes me up early the next morning and I'm already on it. I'm already started. I made losing painful. One of the first steps that you have to do in making losing painful is separate yourself from the easy crowd. The easy crowd are the people out there that are looking for the easiest route to get to the next step. They're not looking for work. They're not looking to go through it. They're not looking to build anything. They're not looking to take any risks. They're not looking to get out there and put any real skin in the game. What they want to do is find the easiest way to get to the next phase. They are coasting year after year into the next year, doing just enough to get by and probably working with people who are paying them just enough to keep them around. And that's the life they're going to consistently live. If you talk to them, they got all the makings of being happy. But if you get deep off into the conversations and the narratives of that, their lives. You're going to find out that they're not really truly fulfilled. They're simply moving along on this wheel that everybody's jumped on in the rat race on the hamster wheel, and they're going somewhere, but going nowhere. And they have bought into it because it's comfortable, not because it's producing reward, not because they're winning, but because it doesn't take a whole lot to get it done. What's the next thing you do after you get the group? What, what else are you going to have to do? In order to really, truly get it, you're going to have to have some reasons why you're willing to do it. You need to write down three reasons today before you get to anything else. When you, Whether you do it right now, immediately after watching this video, but definitely before you start doing anything else, you need to write down three reasons that quitting isn't an option. I mean, three reasons, whether it's your kids need you, whether it is you don't ever want to be in a certain situation again, whether it's you know this or that about something, whatever it is, three good, powerful, strong reasons why quitting is an option. You need something that you can look at when life is telling you to quit. When the pain is telling you to quit, when the difficulty is telling you to quit, when delay and disappointment is telling you to quit, you need three reasons you can look at and say, I can't quit because of this. See, I can't quit because I owe my wife the best life I can give her. I can't quit because my kids are watching me to determine what happens when stuff get hectic. See, it's easy to coast through life when everything is going good. It doesn't take a whole lot of fortitude to pop up and show your head when you're winning. It doesn't take a whole lot of fortitude to pop up and show your head when everything's going smooth. You don't measure the character of a man or a woman by what they do when everything's going good. You, you study the character integrity of a person when they're head down, when they're back laying on their backs, when they're going through difficult moments. That's going to tell you their character. That's going to show you who they are. That's going to show you how much you can trust them in difficult moments. They're going to show you if they are a show-up person or not when things are happening, when their backs are against the wall. And see, I can't quit because my kids are watching me to see what happened when my back is against the wall. Because at some point in life, they're going to find themselves in a place where their back is against the wall. They're going to need something to call upon, something to recall that says this is what happens when your back is against the wall. I watch dad do it. I watch pops do it. I watch daddy do it. All the different names my kids have for me, depending on who they are. 
I've watched it do it over and over again, back against the wall, won't quit, back against the wall, head held high, back against the wall, squ shoulders square, back against the wall, smile on his face, back against the wall, planning for an outcome, planning for a breakthrough, expecting something exceptional, refusing to buy the lie that it's over. That's what they get from the dad. So I can't quit because there are people depending on me to win. That's the reason why I wake up every day. You better write down three reasons right now that you will not quit. Somebody is depending on you out in that world, whether you know it or not. It may be somebody you know. It may be somebody you've never met before in your life. But there's somebody in the world that needs you to show up in your own life to give them hope to show up in theirs. Somebody is watching your life being lived out as a testimony of what's possible. How are you testifying right now? How are you testifying right now? How are you testifying, especially when you're going through adversity? One of the greatest testimonies of my living testimony was when I was going through that time that I constantly share with you guys about how things were. I mean, everything that could go wrong in my life had went wrong at that one time. I mean, I was fat on flat on my back on top of everything that was going wrong with my personal life. I lost my brother-in-law at the beginning of May of that year. Two weeks later, I lost one of my sisters in a car accident. I mean, literally two weeks. I'm barely bearing a childhood friend who's who happens to marry one of my sisters. And then I'm burying one of my sisters in the matter of a couple of weeks on top of what I was already going through. But you know what the testimony was of one of the friends who was in another city but knew what I was going through? One of the few people I talked to about it. Now, this person is a person of faith, a very powerful person of faith, a person that right now is operating her and her husband at a level unbelievable in reaching people and doing things exceptional. But this person who I looked up to as a person of faith told me every time I observe you and how you are moving right now, it makes me want to up my faith game. When somebody watching you go through the storm. And how you're responding to the storm got them going, man, my faith game needs an upload or an upgrade. You're living your life as a testimony. You're living your life in a way that says, huh, I don't wear defeat. I may experience it time and again, but I refuse to wear it. I'm a victor, never a victim. I'm walking in something that people can't understand. That's why people look at you like you're crazy. You just took a hard blow. Why are you not folding? Because I can't quit. Folding is the first part of quitting. I ain't quitting. Hell, I'm just getting started. Write those things down. Then you got to prepare for success. How do you prepare for success? You got to understand. You got to start expecting things. You got to raise your standard. You got to change your expectations. I tell people all the time, God, life, the universe, however you want to look at it, will only meet you at the level of your expectations. Never above it. You're never going to get above, consistently above what you expect. You're going to get what you expect. Why? Because what you expect is going to determine how you think. How you think is going to determine how you talk. How you talk is going to have a massive impact on the reprogramming of your mind. Self-talk is powerful. Then you're going to manifest your thoughts into actions because you're going to move based on the limiting beliefs of how you're thinking in your mind. And then you're going to sit up and look up and you're going to produce something. 
So if, in order to, to change what you're getting, you got to change your standards and you got to change your expectation. Changing your standards puts you in a situation where your behavior changes, where you wake up earlier, where you do your work with a higher focus on quality and not just getting it done. You're not just getting it done so you can take it off the list. You're doing it at the best possible way because it's a representation of who you are. Now you're striving for excellence. You've changed the game plan. And now what are you doing? Because I changed the game plan because I raised my standards. Now I can raise my expectations. When I raise my expectations, now I have a new anticipation. I'm anticipating something different than I've gotten before. Now it changed my whole mental mood, my whole mindset. I'm no longer thinking from a place of negative, negative thoughts, negative ideas, negative expectations. I am no longer a uh, 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 a pessimist, I have in the changing of my thinking become an optimist. And in the becoming an optimist, I've changed the emission of the energy that I'm putting out. So now I'm now attracting to me. Why am I attracting? Because energy is what? Resonant. In other words, energy attracts to it like energy. So all of this shifting that I'm doing is preparing me to win because it's put me in a new mindset, a new behavior, a new level of, of performance, a new level of expectation. And all of that works to my benefit because even when things don't go right in a moment, I'm looking beyond the moment because my expectations aren't simply momentary. They're lifelong. I have a life that I'm living and a place that I'm going to that every day I'm aware of. You got to raise the level of your expectations. Look, let me explain something. Life doesn't give you what you want. Life doesn't even give you what you need. There are a bunch of homeless people out there that can show you. There's a bunch of people with no medical coverage that will show, that will prove that. Life doesn't give you what you want or what you need. What does life give you? Life gives you what you have earned. Life gives you what you have literally invested in yourself and into this world and into this life and into this 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 absolutely powerful force called faith and life returns to you likewise you don't get more than you put in i don't care how much you wish for it i don't care how much you hope for it. i don't care how much you need it you're only going to get what you put in and so you're going to have to wake up and say if i haven't been getting what i want i need to be able to put in to more i need to be able to put in more i need to be able to put in at a greater intensity i've got to be able to grow it, I can complain all day about what those people are doing to me, what that person is doing to me, how somebody's blocking me, how it's not fair. One thing I have taught my kids, one thing my wife and I talk about a lot, life isn't fair. One of the greatest handicappers that we give our kids is giving them the idea that life is fair. They're giving them the idea that just because somebody else gets something, they should have it too. That's a great way to handicap a person because life doesn't do that. Life isn't fair. Life is going to throw you some crap you didn't ask for. You didn't do anything to deserve and it's going to throw it at you. And if your mind is so fixated on things being fair, you're going to fold because it's not going to make sense. It's not going to be right. You didn't do anything for it to come to you. But what you do about it is going to have a massive impact on how you end up in this world. So you're going to have to be able to take it on. You're going to have to be able to process it. You're going to have to be able to work through it. You're going to have to be able to rise in it. And you're going to have to be able to show up. And when you do, you're going to find out that even the things that were sent to you to destroy you only made you stronger. 
tell people all the time, I've been bruised, but I'm not broken. I take the hits, the punches, the blows, the setbacks, the delays. I take them. And while I can see people on the sideline whispering and smiling, I see people on the sideline hoping and wishing for my demise. I see some even have the audacity to pray for me to fold. But you know what? You sit over there. Don't hold your breath now. You're going to fool around and suffocate waiting on me to quit. You're going to fool around and suffocate waiting on me to get, just, just lay down. And I'm coming. I'm coming for everything that this life has for me. I don't need life to be fair. I know the rules of the game. The rule says what you sow, you reap, what you put out. The universal law of reciprocity lets me know that when I send it out, it's coming back. May not come back when I want it, may not come back when I think I need it, but it's coming back and it will have a direct respect to time. What does that mean? When I think I should get something in a week and it takes a month, time enhances the reward. What do I mean? If I would have got it in a week, I would have got this. But because I had to wait for a month, but I was diligently plowing and pushing and applying myself when I got it in a month, three weeks late than what I should have got or I felt I should have got. I got more than I would have gotten if I would have waited a week. That's how life is. Yes, sometimes it's not coming when you want to, but it'll be worth it when it does. You got to understand that. What is the big thing that needs to be done? I, I, I'm going to share this with you, then I'm done. The four R's of reprogramming. First thing is you got to recognize your thinking. You got to recognize I'm not thinking the way a winner thinks. You got to recognize that my processing is off. You got to recognize that my perspective is off. I, I, I've got to recognize that some things have to change where the origin of the problem is. See, your, 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 your thoughts are the origins and the seeds of your destiny. So if your destiny, your path of your destiny is off, if what you're getting is off, it's because it started with your origins, your thoughts. So if your thoughts are the seeds of your destiny, the origins of your destiny, then you're not getting what you want. The first thing you got to do is recognize, recognize I'm not where I need to be in my thought processes. Recognize that I'm not listening to what Paul told the church in Corinth. When Paul says, though, we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now, whether you believe in anything, this is important. The principle that was being taught in there far uh, preceded Paul writing it. Paul didn't come up with it. Paul simply re-expressed it. That's a old, 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 it says, look, for the weapons of our warfare and our carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of what's strong, that there's something so powerful that it has divine force behind it and it can bring down any stronghold. In other words, it's the force behind the breakthrough. What is it? Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of that thing that you desire. In this instance, the knowledge of God. What, what else does it say? You cast down arguments. What does that mean? Anything that speaks of, makes a representation or a presentation of that thing which you have desired, that have designated as in your life. Anything that moves against it, you cast it down. How do you cast it down? You rebuke it in thought. You rebuke it in words. You speak against it. You make declarations that are opposing to it. But whatever you do, you purposely move against what's moving against you. First step. Second step, the most important step, bring every thought into captivity. 
and obedience. Bring every thought into captivity and obedience. What? I've got to manage my thinking because my thinking is the origin of my destiny. And if my destiny isn't right now where I need it to be, it's because my thinking is not producing. I'm entertaining the wrong thoughts. Many times those thoughts are of worry and stress. What do you got to do? Now you got to reframe it. How do I, re I got to look at it different. I got to start looking for the positive. I got to start looking for reasons to be grateful. I've got to start looking for reasons to be thankful. I got to start looking for reasons to be a blessing. I've got to see the positive in the moment. I'm not ignoring that there are some things going on. I'm just not giving the negative power. I'm casting down the negative and I am focusing on the positive. Why? Because I'm giving power to the uh, the positive. What does that mean? Whatever you focus on, the most you feel. If you're giving all of your focus to what's wrong, all your focus to the negative feelings you got going on, the negative emotions you got going on, that's the problem. When you give problem, when you give force to negative emotions, you create stress, you create worry, and, and you create fear of the unknown. And, and there are 50 different types of fear fear of failure, fear of being rejected, fear of. Of, 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 of not winning and, and, and so many other different fears. Just name them. They're out there. All the different fears you can face. The problem with fear is fear triggers the stress response known as fight or flight. What happens with fight or flight? It shuts down the prefrontal cortex, which is where you get your reasoning, your thought, your ability to create, all, your, your ability to problem solve. It's all that. What happens? Now you're in a fight or flight mode, but you don't have nothing to fight or nothing to run from. Everything needs you to apply yourself in thought, in process, in solution, but you can't because you're in a state of fear. You've given power to your emotions. Get out of your feelings. Um, there's an old quote. Uh, I hear Eric Thomas use it a lot. But it actually precedes Eric. And it says real simple. At the end of your feelings is nothing. But at the end of every principle is a promise. Get out of your feelings. Start applying principles. Principles produce. Principles have promise. There's a principle for wealth. There are multiple principles for wealth. There are principles for relationship building. There are principles for building businesses. There are principles for having an unbelievably successful marriage. There are principles for all things that you desire. Start practicing principles instead of getting in your feelings. Let your feelings give you. Now, in the beginning, there's a need for feelings. Your feelings will tell you, I'm not happy where I'm at. But you can't let your feelings dictate what you do about it. That's where most people go wrong. You're allowing your feelings to dictate your movement. No, your feelings are an indication of a reality. If you're angry, somebody wronged you. If you're sad, there's a loss. There is all these different feelings. Learn what the feeling means and it'll tell you, okay, I need to address it. But you don't use the feeling to address it. Too many of you are acting out of your feelings, moving out of your feelings. Let me tell you something. It's time for you to make the vision big enough. It's time for you to make the vision, the vision big enough. Look, uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time, it's in my top five. And it's by Stephen Furtick. And it says, if the vision that you have for your life isn't so huge that it intimidates you, there's a good chance it's insulting God.
let me say that again. If the vision that you have for your life isn't so huge that it intimidates you, there's a good chance it's insulting God. What does it mean? You weren't built for mediocrity. You weren't designed to come here and coast through life as being average. When you decide that you're going to take the easy route, it's an insult to the designer. You weren't designed for that. It's an assault that you're not stretching yourself and pulling yourself and pushing yourself to be the best you can possibly be. Because when you do that, now you become a proper representation of the designer. When I'm living life at the fullness of my design, I represent the designer in the best possible way. However you see God, however you see the creator, however you see the most high, let me tell you something. There's a force, there's a power. And when you don't activate the divinity in who in you by way of God, then you sit up and you fail in representing the divine God, the almighty. And then you sit up and you end up living a life that you aren't even fulfilled in. But you'll train yourself if you're not careful to be okay with it. That's why I say a lot of us need to get to a point where we make losing painful. So what am I, what I'm saying is this, and I'm done. You got to ask yourself, how big is the vision? If the vision isn't so huge that it's, it's, there's an immediate urgency to it. Whenever you think of the vision, if it doesn't say, man, I can't be sitting here doing this. I got to do this. If it wakes you up in the morning, man, I can't lay in the bed this long. I got to get up every morning. I tell you, most of the time I beat the alarm clock up because my vision is so huge that there's an urgency that says you've got enough sleep, get up and make it happen. That's the kind of vision you need in your life. One that says, I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to camp out here. I got here, but this isn't where I'm going. It's just a place I'm passing through. There's something greater in my life. And there's a punk that there's a that there's a place for me in this world where I'm needed. And I'm not going to sit on my purpose for the for the sake of comfort. I refuse to sit on my purpose for the sake of comfort. We've got enough people. That's why only 5% are excelling. We literally live in a culture that has glorified and at the very least made acceptable being average. I tell people all the time, we got a school system that promotes being average when life doesn't reward being average. Let me explain something to you. You go to school, you get a C, you can successfully complete your schooling with the DRC. The problem is when you get into life, life is rewarding the top performers. It's not rewarding the average. The people that everybody's looking at and trying to sell to or everybody's looking at and living vicariously through are the people who are excelling, that are at the top of the game. When you look at your life, what are you doing that very few other people and very, very few people outside of yourself in this world are doing? In whatever it is industry you're in, what can you say about what you've done in that place or that space? Whether it's marriage, whether it's it's finance, whether it's owning a business, whether it, you know, whatever it is, 
are you amongst the many or have you raised the level of your performance to where now you stand amongst the few? This isn't about accolades, though. This isn't about somebody seeing you saying, oh, my God, you did all that. This is about saying I'm living life at the fullness of my design. This is about saying I'm paying homage and tribute to the designer by the way I live my life. Now, granted, while I'm doing that, life is going to start rewarding me the things that I desire. But it's not about that. That's an ancillary benefit of being on your A-game. It's an ancillary benefit of rising to the challenge. It's an ancillary benefit to sitting up saying, I refuse to walk around this life and just be on default the rest of my life. So I'm going to activate greatness. I'm going to push that button and I'm going to meet the challenge. Because when you push that button, here come all the demands and the challenges that come along with it. You can be great, but you're going to have to do this. You can be great, but you're going to have to do that. You can be great, but this is going to be a requirement. This is a sacrifice. This is an effort. This is what it's going to take. And then you have to sit up and say, well, you know what? I've activated the button. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to take it. And I'm not going to relent. I refuse to quit. And what I can tell you is once you activate that button of greatness, you raise that standard and you say, I refuse to quit. It may take some time, but you're going to get there. Don't let nobody talk you out of it because people who have never aspired to anything are very good at talking, out, talking people out of their vision and their dreams. Don't listen to the, uh, I tell people all the time, stop listening to the sweet nothings and neg negativity that's being whispered in your ear by minimal-minded people. Find some people that's going to fan your flame. Find some people that's going to hold you to the fire. Find some people that's going to challenge you to step up and hold you accountable. Find the people that are going to be a part of your tribe. Start building. Start building now. On that note, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Don't forget, that link right there is going to open up a world for you where you can go in and you can see a bunch of different resources, opportunities. Like I said, you can even go click the link and read the bio of yours truly, and you'll get to know a lot about this, this young boy from the inner city in Houston and, and, and how I ended up where I'm at now. And uh, you'll get to know a lot more, but there are some things in there I'm telling you. Take one of those resources. Make this commitment to yourself. Take one of those resources. Find one, whether it's just a book, whether it's an article to read, whatever it is. I did, I'm pretty sure I put the link in the description box. Uh, you should be able to go. Let me make sure I put the link in the description box. You got you, when you ask me what link? Yeah, it's in there. It's a link. It's got HTTPS. Link tree, and then it's got Rick Wallace 21 on it. It should be in every description box, no matter where you're watching. Uh, you look like uh, Loretta, you're on Facebook, so look in the post of the video. And you probably have to click, click see more or whatever it is, and it should take you there. Uh, but the link is in there. Uh, when, you, when it opens up, it's going to give you a lot of opportunities to look at a lot of different things. I love it because everybody isn't looking for what you're talking about right now, but when you can show them all of the things that's working great for your clients and they can sit up and decide, well, I like this one. Nobody's there to pressure you. Nobody's there to say, you got to buy it. You got to get it, but it's there. Some of the stuff is free. Uh, so check it out. On that note, I'm going to get ready to get out of here because I have a whole lot more to do. Uh, what I'm going to do is encourage you as I always do. Look, I'm living my life on full. And there's a reason. Again, I'm honoring the designer. I'm living my life on full because I was I was I was gifted. 
a certain level of potential to facilitate my purpose. I refuse to leave any of that potential untapped. I refuse to leave any work undone. I have an assignment. There's this new thing that goes along with Squid Games. Everybody say, understand, I understand the assignment. And I'm going to walk it out to the fullest. And I'm going to leave a legacy behind that's going to consistently talk about me long after I'm gone. Because that, at the end of the day, that's what matters. If all you ever do in this life is just exist, and when you're gone, a few people show up and cry at your funeral, and then one or two people mourn you for a couple of years, and then readjust to your absence and keep moving, that's a sad existence because you were meant to do so more. That should be people that never met you that are inspired by what you're doing now, 50 years from now. That's how you touch and change the world. Not in a moment, but over time and even beyond your time here. I challenge you. I challenge you. Let's make it happen. On that note, I'm out of here. You guys have an unbelievable day. And I will touch bases with you on tomorrow, if not later on today. Have a great day.